No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Good morning, everybody. My name is Brian Curtis. I'm with Club Wealth. And today we're going to talk about how to turn your phone into a cash machine. We have some great agents on the phone call today, and I'm pretty excited about it. We've got Mike Bjorkman from, uh, from California and Ken Kratz. And we also will have uh, Campbell Haig and Michael Hellickson will be with us shortly. Michael is finishing up a, a webinar or a training, something. He's doing something. He's being Michael. So um, I'm just going to kind of start off. I'm going to pass it over to Ken and just have him introduce himself and then we'll hear from Mike. And please, throughout the call, throughout the day, if you guys have questions, put them in the Facebook chat live. We can sit here and talk. I promise you, Mike, Ken, and I could talk for three hours straight, but really what we want to hear is what you want to hear. So uh, I'll pass it over to Ken. Uh, Ken, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Ken Cross. I'm with John L. Scott up here in the Seattle metro area. I've uh, been in real estate for 30 years and uh, made most of my living uh, pursuing expired listings. So I'm hoping that I can pass on some good stuff to you guys today. All right. Thank you, Ken. Um, how about you, Mike? Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, good morning, everybody across America, and uh, welcome to the uh, Club Wealth Live TV. Uh, again, my name is Mike Bjorkman. I'm in uh, just north of Los Angeles, uh, California, in a town called Santa Clarita. I'm the co-owner broker of HomeSmart NCG. We got offices in uh, Northridge, Valencia, and Westlake. And um, we have been with Club Wealth for quite a while now. I'm a Tier 4 contributor and um, we're really happy to be here today. And hopefully this week my headphone doesn't make a bunch of noise and we can get some good content. And you guys watching out there, feel free to share in your real estate groups. It's absolutely free. And uh, between Campbell and Ken today, we have some amazing real estate agents. And these are mega agents um, from across the country. So we're blessed to have them. So good morning, everybody. All right. Thanks. So, you know, what I'd like to do is just kind of get started with, uh, and I'm, let me introduce myself too. That's, I apologize. My name is Brian Curtis. I am one of the coaches here at Club Wealth, uh, tier two and tier three. And I run a team of about 14 people here in Northwest Arkansas, the home of Walmart. So um, just love and excited to hear from everybody today. So Ken, let's start with you. You mentioned uh, expired. So why don't you start, just tell us a little bit about what your day looks like. Cause I, I, I've known you for a while now, and I'm pretty sure that uh, you're an amazing guy on the phone and really can do uh, really focus on the expired thing. So why don't I pass it over to you? Just kind of give us an idea where you start, what your day looks like, and you know some some of the things that you can share with us about your experience there. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, Brian. Uh, one of the things that Mike taught me early on was to have a perfect daily schedule, and I think uh, if you're going to do expireds or even for sale by owners. Uh, it's, it's really important to be to have a good habit, and that, and that really starts with a, a perfect daily schedule. So I, I get up, I work out, I eat, uh, and uh, I hit the office uh, right around 8 o'clock and get on the phone calling expired listings. And it's, uh, expired listings are all about timing. Uh, you really want to be there first if you can possibly be there first. Um, uh, but when you do make a connection uh, and you're talking to expired listings, 
I can't understate really the importance of knowing your scripts and dialogues. And the, the, and the reason I say this is as professionals, our, our clients expect us uh, to walk them through the, the real estate process, just much like you'd expect an attorney or doctor to do if you were seeking their services. Scripts and dialogues will allow you to walk down that path in a concise and, and professional manner. Uh, and I think where most agents that, that work uh, for sell by owners and expired listings is they never really learn the scripts and dialogues to the point where they become a part of their natural conversation. So, um, so in my day, uh, you know, I get up, I'm calling at eight o'clock, you know, today, for instance, I think we had, uh, nine expired listings. Then I'll move on to for sale by owners and call all for sale by owners. Uh, but the important thing is, is to, to have a conversation, uh, with each person that we communicate with and to take them as far as we can go, uh, towards solving their real estate problems. And, and I really do that through mastering scripts and dialogues and, uh, and, and taking them to uh, a face-to-face meeting as quickly as possible. All right. I absolutely, I absolutely love that, Ken. I think one of the most important things, and you said this, and you, Mike, and I were talking about this before the phone call, is that the goal of our, our phone calls is to get in front of them because we can have phone call after phone call after phone call, but if we don't ever get to their house, there's not a real good chance of listing it. So, Mike, you got any thoughts on, on what Ken said as far as uh, dealing with uh, expireds? Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about Ken and always have is he's, a, he's an active, not a passive agent. You know, I have 25 years in the business and we tend to, like you, Brian, uh, we tend to try to make the phone ring the other way so we can say hello uh, when we answer the phone. What I like about Ken, he's super active and, you know, Ken, I'd kind of like to hear, uh, you know, many agents across the country are very nervous to call an expired listing. Uh, They're nervous to call listings, period. So what would you have to say to a newer or beginner agent across the country? What is, give me an idea of your script and what would you say to a possible lead for an expired listing or even a for sale by owner what's your what's your in the door uh script i would i guess that's what i'm asking well before that uh, before i answer that question i'll get to it i would say imagine the coolest job ever i come in i sit down at eight o'clock and i have cool conversations with people for three hours it's fun they're awesome i just get to bs for three hours and make a lot of money and that's really what calling expires and frisbos are. They all need to buy, or they all they all need to buy and sell. So uh, first of all, you're working with people that have a need, uh, and so when I'm calling for example expired list expired listings, uh, it's just ring ring. Hi, this is Ken Crotch from John Scott. I noticed that your property came up as a canceled or expired listing today. And I was wondering, when do you plan on interviewing the right agent for the job of selling your house? Really, that's great. So if you were to move, where would you go to next? And when would that be? Fantastic. So, and, and we go through the script. It's pretty straightforward. It's, this is, uh, I can make uh, our scripts available. They're, they're very easy. Uh, the important thing about scripts is, uh, and, and it takes a little while to master, and the problem with scripts is that as a new agent, is that when you're saying it, you're thinking about it. And if you're thinking about what to say next, guess what you're not doing? You're not listening. So you'll become super, super effective as soon as your ears start working. When, when you master your scripts and they become a part of your conversation and you can start listening to what people are saying, then they know you're hearing them and you're able to bring to bear all your knowledge, experience, and resources to help them solve your problems. And the scripts just become kind of the road you naturally go down. So um, 
Yeah, I love scripts, but it's really, really important to get uh, learn them to the point uh, that they're internalized so that you can start hearing what your client is saying to you or your, your next client is going to say to you. No, absolutely. Thanks for that. Hey, uh, I noticed we have Michael that joined in. Is he is he just he's around? Is he yeah, on mute? Yeah. No, nah, he's on he, mute. He's, he's not quite ready yet. So, oh, okay. hey, Ken, let, me, let me ask you a question real quick. So, here's something I, I hear over and over again, and I think that I'm pretty sure you've got something to deal with. This. So let's let's just. And by the way, I didn't tell Ken I was going to do this, so I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, Ken. So let's role play a little bit. If you know, if you're on the phone with me and I'm the seller, and I say, Ken, you know, really, I'm probably going to sell my house in about six months. What's your answer to that? Because I think we hear that over and over again. Is I'm not going to put it back on the market right now. I'm looking at six months. I'm looking in a year. Whatever it is, and the time frame's almost irrelevant. But what do you say if I said to you, Ken, you know, my house just got off off the market. It's expired. I'm so sick of people coming and looking at my house. My wife doesn't want to keep it clean anymore. You know, the kids are making it. I'm not interested in putting it on the market right now. I'm thinking probably in about six months. What do you say to that person? Repeat and approve. So you're planning on putting it back on the market in six months. Good for you. Yeah, I think about six months. Okay. So if you did sell your house, where were you planning on moving to? Well, we're looking at moving to Colorado. So, you know, we're, we, we like the Rocky Mountains and the clean air. So that's what I'm thinking about going. Repeat and approve. Colorado, that's exciting. It's that I hear it's really beautiful in there this time of year. So in an ideal set, in an ideal world, what would the, the best timing be for you? Because if you sold your house last week, you'd be moving in another 45 days, correct? I think that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Has something changed to, to change your timing? I, it's, you know, for me, honestly, I, we don't have to move. And so right now I'm just kind of, yeah. we want a break. I don't know how else to say it. I said, yeah. we want a break. Yeah, you want a break. I, well, I completely understand. It's probably a little frustrating having your house on the market and not sold, right? Absolutely. So what was taking you to Colorado? Motivation. Yeah, just looking, you know, we love Colorado. Uh, I used to live there 30 years ago, and it's just kind of it's kind of where I want to be. I, I didn't get that, Ken. Oh, do you have family there? I don't. I'm just like the, I, I like the mountains. I like the outdoors and just something that I'm really look forward to, looking forward right. to doing. All right. And, uh, well, good for you. So this guy's indicating low motivation, uh, is, is what I'm hearing. Say, so, uh, uh, so you want to go, you just want to be there. Are you looking to be there in the spring or do you want to, uh, or do you want to be there during the fall? I think a good time for us to be there would be late summer, or early fall. Perfect. Tell you what, why don't I stay in touch with you until that time? And I'm going to send you some con my contact information. Now, in the meantime, Brian, if I come up with a buyer, that would be interested in your house. Would you be interested in t uh, having to show it and considering offers on a property? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I say our biggest frustration was we kept having all these showings and no offers. So you have a buyer who's interested and you tell them about my house. I absolutely, you know, feel free to give me a call with that. Perfect. So all I need to do now is to see your house so I can represent it to my buyers. What would be the best time for me to come by tomorrow at two or today at four? You know, probably, uh, probably. How about Friday at five? Friday at five, that would be great for me. I look forward to seeing you then. I'm going to go visit so. his house. He's punting. <laughs> I appreciate that, Ken. And and here's the thing. And and the reason I bring this up is not not trying to be a difficult seller. And I appreciate that Ken kept going back and forth on all that. One of the things that we know is that. For in my market anyway, you know, this guy's probably gotten 15 phone calls in the first 
three days that he's been in expired. So he's heard it over and over and over again. And most people don't know how to close. Ken close. He looked for motivation. And I love that because ultimately that motivation is what we're going to talk to them about um, over and over again, because, you know, Logic doesn't sell, emotions sell, and I love that you kept looking for you know what my real motivation was in selling the house. And I apologize for not having a bigger one; I was making it up as I went. So. Yeah, my yeah, my company's moving, or my mom is sick, or but that's that's okay. You know, uh, for for those of you out there that are making calls, you know, if you, if you just practice overcoming objections three times, you're going to cover ninety five percent of the people that you talk to. And the one that gives you four more, hang up and move on. You know, we're here we're here to be of service. We, we have immense resources and immense talent. And it, it, we have everything they need to get to where they want to go. The, the average seller out there, you know what they're hoping for? They're hoping that this is the guy that can get my house sold. They want to breathe a sigh of relief that they've actually now found the person who can get them to where they want to go. So just be that person. You know, we, we get so wrapped up in our own internal thoughts of their objections when really they're just looking to connect with somebody that they can trust and feel like they're going to get them to Colorado or to Santa Clarita or to Seattle, wherever they want to go. They want to have confidence in you and your ability. So, you know, overcoming an objection three times really demonstrates a fundamental uh, uh, need that the sellers have to have to have confidence in you. So again, practice your scripts and dialogues. I had a role play today with a guy I've been role playing with for many years and he's, he's trans helped me transform my business. So, uh, you know, you need to belong to a, a group like club wealth. So you have access to the, to the professionals that can really role play with you and help bring you along and get you outside of your own limitations. Awesome. We appreciate that, Ken. So, uh, Mike, what, what, what's your thoughts on all that? You know, what I, what I want to point out, what I have to point out, which is the most impressive thing, uh, a couple things. He says, you know, obviously be part of Club Well so we can have role play partners across the country. But when you have your scripts and dialogue so internalized where Ken can say, okay, repeat and approve, and then he can ask a question, motivation, he doesn't even have to think about why he's asking the question. He just knows. So when you're role playing with a professional like that and he asks the question, do you have family there? Mm, I'm trying to find the motivation. He already has A, B, C, D, E. In his head and he doesn't have to think about like he like he was saying before oh what am i going to say next because that's just a natural conversation and i tell our students all the time if you do not role play if you do not practice your skill set one hour a day there's no way you can you know overcome objections and smoothly handle uh talking to a seller like that so i'm blown away michael what are you wearing over there Dude, I'm, I, I hate to even admit this. I got to tell you, I feel like sticking my head in the sand, crawling in a hole. And <laughs> Is that a Broncos uh, pullover you've got on? <laughs> I, I lost a bet. And I, I, had to, I, I lost a and bet. And I brought it to him because he forgot to bring it up. Don't brought an extra jersey. Oh, but what I found is even the retailers in Atlanta don't like the Falcons because they don't want to sell jerseys. Uh. I couldn't find one. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, I'm wearing a Falcons jersey because the Falcons did, in fact, beat the Seahawks. Uh, to now Beat them. Well, Trounced them. Well, okay, but you got to admit, Kim, come on. Now, we had, we had six of our starters, including um, our number one uh, linebacker, were out what, of what the game. What was it he told me about we don't ever make excuses about how we build our business? Are you making excuses 
about your team? No, I'm making excuses Are about you, football. I'm just saying. Well, that's, that's different. You either make it happen or you make excuses. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, yeah, the good news is I still have my suit and tie on, Barakman, so you'll I see that. that. No, I like that. You know, I, I, I can't wait for you to be quiet because sitting next to you is a living legend in our industry. Campbell, how are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as well. And thank you so much for joining us. Ken has been giving us some amazing uh, phone conversion scripts. And, you know, we obviously have you on this call to um, help some of the agents across the country learn how to convert and learn how to speak with some people. And, you know, I hear you're the absolute man uh, when it comes to converting phone calls into appointments. Do you want to give us a little bit about that and tell us how you're how you're working that out in Atlanta? Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you what my thought process is on the whole entire thing that I did. All I have to think about in my head is this. I only have to have one or two good phone calls a day to have a really, really good career where you're making phone calls every single day, six, seven days a week. And I think a lot of times people think that if you don't get something shaken in the first 30 minutes, that it's not going to be successful. I just keep calling until something good happens. And the thing that I think that I've learned that's probably helped me more than anything else is the ability to tell people, let me ask you one more question. When they're trying to get off the phone, I'll ask another question. And I can't tell you how many times I've had people want to get off the phone. And 25 minutes later, we have an appointment set because I asked one more question that led to one more question that led to a deal. Yep. That's fantastic. What do you specialize in there? You, you do outbound calls. So is that your database expires for sell by owners, follow up? What do, what do you, what do you feel you specialize in and where's most of your time spent during the day? My, my time is spent working the database. Our two biggest sources, we're, we're an internet-based business. That's the majority of where our business comes from. It comes from Commissions Inc. with the pay-per-click buyer and seller leads. Uh, we've also got leads like Candy, We've also got uh, Zillow. And between the three, we have a very, very high lead flow that comes in. I'll give you an example. You know, on a lot of weekends, people shut down. Sunday night, I got a call. I want to say it was 745 for a lead who wanted to go see a piece of property. We showed it to them on Monday, and it's under contract right now. We just submitted the contract today while I was sitting in class with Michael. The contract was signed and sent to the agent. Simply because I picked up my phone at 730 at night. Rather than watching a ball game, I was still willing to run my business. Right. So as a as a top producer like you, I'm sure you have a team. Um, when those phone calls coming in, are you turning the team off at a certain time on the weekend or are you taking some of the calls yourself? How are you, how are you working that out? Well, let me let me tell you how we work ours. Because we got commissions, Inc., we use Get Riley, which we learned about through Club Wealth. We also use the Commissions Inc. switchboard, Sarah, because I got really angry at lead spoiling. So I want to know that within 90 seconds of a lead hitting our database, it's going to roll through a rotation to our agents. And I'm usually the, the answer of last resort. And when they don't answer, I'm the one that's going to pick up the phone call because I do not let leads go to waste. I pick them up in the middle of showing houses. I pick them up in the middle of eating dinner. I am not going to let a lead go to waste. I pay too much money for it, whether I want to work it or sit somebody on my team. I'm going to convert it and get it into the pipeline. Okay. So talk to me about this. I want to hear this because you're you're talking about lead spoilage and 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 you're using Get Riley now to help avoid some of that lead spoilage. Absolutely. How is that working for you? And how are you using that in conjunction with the sync drip campaign, you know, text drips and all mm -hmm. that stuff? I'm using the Raleigh. I, I think Raleigh, and I, I may even be converting over shortly. I think Raleigh is probably more effective in the evening hours when people are off. 
And I think I'm going to go more to that. I've experimented with it during the day, and I'm not as pleased with the daytime results as I am the nighttime results. I think I'm probably going to run it from now on from 9 o'clock at night to 7 o'clock in the morning. And then I have our switchboard, Sarah, run from 7 in the morning till 9 at night. And that is Monday through Friday, Beth, what are the weekend hours? Monday through Saturday. Monday through Saturday is 7 till 9, and then Sunday is? It starts at 8. Starts at 8 o'clock on Sunday and runs till 7 o'clock in the evening also. That's awesome. Okay, so tell so real quick, hang on real quick, Mike. So tell me about Switchboard Sarah. What exactly does Switchboard Sarah do? What Switchboard Sarah does, any lead that you import into your system, whether it's a leads like Candy, whether it is a Zillow lead, whether it is a sync lead, as soon as it's there, if there is a telephone number, Switchboard Sarah will go through a weighted rotation. You determine how you want the leads divided up. You can divide them up by price point. You can divide them up by who is the hottest on your team. But once you assign that rotation, it'll go to the first person. If they don't pick up, it'll go to the second, the third, until it's gone through the whole entire rotation. Mm -hmm. And I'm always the last one in the rotation because like I said, I'm going to pick it up. Nobody else does. Okay. So, and then you're also using, so you're using both technologies. And by the way, if you guys are using other places, like uh, maybe you're using Boomtown or something like that, those have that technology too. But while we're on the topic of sync, I want to talk about something that, that we have just started implementing. And Mike, I apologize. We came on late today. Did you guys get a chance to Mike or Brian? Did anybody talk about our, our sync campaigns that we're using, our drip and text campaigns that we're using for expireds and FISBOs? No, we, have we haven't. No, we've not. But we'd love to hear about it. Dude, it is ridiculous. And so what's happening right now is uh, we've created these campaigns. It's based on a campaign we used years and years ago. 20 years ago, I was using this. Well, not 20, probably 15 years ago. I was using this when I was using Top Producer. But as you guys know, they don't have drip text, but Commission Zinc <laughs> does. And so what we did was we took those campaigns and Derek Jackson, who's a stud up in Chicago, uh, that guy in his rookie year listed 85 homes. Well, now he's on track to just demolish that record and he's going to do way better this year because he took these campaigns and essentially uploaded all the expired listings in his market and all the for sale banners into Commissions Inc. Now, he's also doing what Ken is doing. He's very good about calling these people. He's hammering the phones very well, uh, like Ken and, and Campbell are. But in addition to that now, he has taken all the expires, all the FISBOs, and he set them up on a drip text and drip email campaign. And the first email and text message he sent out, he got 56 inbound leads. So he sent them a message, and all of a sudden they responded back, 56 responses, and set 18 appointments in the first 24 hours uh, to go on listing appointments. It was ridiculous. So we weren't 100% sure. We're thinking, okay, maybe this is just uh, you know an anomaly. Maybe it's just Derek, and it's working his market. So he's in Chicago, so we thought, okay, well, we're going to test this somewhere else. So we test it in Florida, in Tampa, Florida, with Adam Shorts, who's also a club wealth coach. So Adam does the exact same campaigns, runs them the exact same way, and he gets over 60 responses and over 20 appointments in the first 24 hours. Wow. It was insane. So we've, we're making these campaigns available to everybody that got their Commissions, Inc. campaign through Club Wealth. And if you got it somewhere else, all you got to do is you got to have them switch it over to a Club Wealth system uh, inside of Sync, and you can have access to those campaigns as well. But know this. It's ridiculous. It's very high producing and it's a different way of going about it. And Ken, why don't you talk about Leads Like Candy? I know you're doing really well with Leads Like Candy. Tell us what it is about Leads Like Candy that converts differently than a typical lead. Because the way we convert these, these sync, drip, and text campaigns is the same as you would as you would um, convert a Leads Like Candy lead. And actually, Campbell does do that too. But go ahead, Ken, you first. 
Yeah. Um, well, the, the the leads like candy leads, they're re, they're responding to a cash offer or a quick sale type of a advertisement online. So these people are inquiring and they're essentially saying, I want to get a quick cash offer. Now, like most of you, I, I have investors and I'm an investor myself. So we simply call them up and say, well, Mike, I understand that you responded to one of our sites offering a quick cash offer on your property. All I need to do is come over and take a quick look at the house. What would be the best time? Tomorrow at 2 or today at 4? We go right for Get into the house. Go right into the house here. Don't need to talk a lot about why they're moving and whatnot. They've already said, I want a quick cash offer. To, to make an offer, you have to go to the house. So, And if they won't let you in there, they're, you know, you just got to keep going at it. That's awesome. That's right. Campbell, what are you doing for this? I would say I'm doing the same thing, but one of the things that I'm also doing is going back through those lists. I'm not only calling them once. I'm calling them multiple times, and I'm finding quite frequently that people have been called by several people in our market who are never able to set an appointment, but I am because I just connect with them. Yeah, and so, and by the way, Aaron's asking, he's saying, hey, can I get, uh, if I go to, if I contact my rep at Sync, can I get them to add those to my campaign? What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get on the phone with a guy named KB down at Commission Sync. What's that? Is he out till Friday? Okay, so KB apparently is out till Friday. I chatted with him last night, but you're going to want to get on the phone with KB down there. He's really the guy that's leading the charge on this. Just tell him, say, look, we want to switch our campaign, our, our platform over to a commission, uh, Club Wealth uh, supported platform. All that means is that you now have access to our campaigns, um, which you also get access to our pricing by doing that. But uh, talk to KB about that, and then he can actually just upload those campaigns into your commissions Inc. So. Good stuff. Brian, What's we haven't heard from you for a minute. What are your thoughts? I have lots of thoughts. So um, one of the things I wanted to ask Campbell is the Commissions Inc. leads. I'm, I'm going to call those home value leads, and I get them through Commissions Inc., and I also get them through – I mean, there's about five different ways that you can get those, but ultimately they're all the same general type of lead. And one of the things that I found, and I'd like to hear scripts, I'll kind of tell you what I started doing. When I first started getting those, what I'm going to call home value leads at the front end, I would say, hey, this is Brian Curtis with you know Keller Williams. I just wanted to let you know I saw the information that you filled out online and that you're interested in you know potentially listing your house. Immediately got shut down. What I found was that I can't. I absolutely could not be aggressive with these people, and so for, for a while, I was just burning through these leads. And this is what I found worked for me. And I'd like to hear what found for other people. Is I went to a real simple script of so you. I'm just wondering what you'd rate your house on a scale of one to ten. Would you rate your house, you know, one to ten? And then then just get them to start talking about them about their house. So you'd rate your house an eight. What do you love about your house? And the more I got them to talk, more I got them to talk. Then. I could just basically sit down, sit back and listen, and we would hear all kinds of stuff about what they loved about their house, warm them up, and then 10 minutes later, you could say, oh, by the way, so you filled this out, so are, are you guys looking to sell your house the next three to four months? Are you looking to refinance? You know, Just out of curiosity, how can I help? So I was wondering somebody else with those home value leads, how, what they were doing with them. So Awesome. So yeah, Campbell, he's dying to, to comment on this. He's liking where you're going with this. Go for I, it, Campbell. I, lo I love it. I'm going to be honest. I think these are the biggest laydown leads that ever come in today. And I think they are as productive, if not more productive, than leads like candy. Because everybody that comes in there, they're coming in for one or two reasons. Either they're coming in to find out where their market value is because of the value that they lost in the drop, or they're truly looking to sell. So the way I follow it is very simple. Hey, my name is Campbell Hagen. We're on my real estate valuation site. I sent you over an email. I just want to make sure you got it. And I'll wait for their response. 
And I don't care what they say. Yes, no, maybe, doesn't matter to me. I'm already looking at my notes where I know that they were sent a valuation that said the average price for your house is going to be between 400 and four and a quarter. And what I'll ask them, and this is the perfect line because they can't shut you down. Do you feel like that valuation was fair for your house? And they're going to come back and they're going to comment and usually they're going to go, well, no, I think it's a little bit low. And I go, fantastic. I understand. Understand, we grab this data from the tax database, so we only know what the government knows about your house. Tell me, what kind of upgrades have you done on it recently? Have you done anything in your kitchen, in your bathrooms? Do you have a basement you finished off that wouldn't be showing in the square footage? I'm showing your three bedrooms, uh, two baths. Do you have more than that? Oh, you do? Well, then I think your value is going to be quite a bit higher. Now, let me ask you a question, Bob. I've got buyers looking in your area all the time. Would you be willing to accept an offer on your house this year? I don't ever ask them to want to list it. I always ask them if they're willing to sell because they're not looking to list. They're only looking to sell. So I ask that question and I shut my mouth yeah. and the one who thinks next loses. That's a good you know, First of all, Dude, Campbell's a freaking rock star. Can you yeah. seriously? How would you like to be the guy on the other end of the phone with Campbell? You're like, okay, dude, look, I, I give up. Whatever you want, I'm done. I love I'm, it because I'd be moving. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned how to ask my question. Shut up. That's all it is. So one of the things that I always like to say is, I'll ask. I'll say something like, um, and you know, is there any price? You know, if, if we brought you a full price, full commission, you know, or your full term, uh, you know, whatever whatever time frame you want with no commission, no closing costs offer, that you could get as much as you wanted for the house right now, and you could move whenever you wanted. Would you consider at least entertaining an offer? I mean, if they say no to that, then they're a freaking moron. Like they're, they're definitely never ever moving if they say no to that. Of course. And so I want to give them a question that if there's any chance at all they're going to move, they're going they're going to say yes to that question. And now, like to Campbell's point, now I can keep asking those questions to move them through my process. Let me have one thing. Yeah. One of the things that I do when I get in their house because of my commission zinc, I've got commission zinc loaded on my phone at all points in time. And when I sit down with them and I'm talking about their house and I tell them I have buyers, I pull up buyers I have at that price point so that they see I have three or 400 people that are currently looking in our metro area for a price point that suits where they're at so that they know. I'm not saying that, that I've got buyers when I don't. I literally have those buyers in my commissions and platform. And I find that that's a helpful uh, thing for closing listing appointments. It helps me with my leads like candy. It helps with anybody I'm dealing with who's looking at selling a house. Yeah. And the one thing that uh, I think for the newer agents that are making it, getting on the phone and making calls is, the person that asks the questions controls the conversation. So you need to be the one always asking the questions. And you also have to know when to ask an open-ended question or a closed-end question. So, Campbell, tell us more about that. What do you, what do you say, ask an open-ended question versus a closed-end question? Okay. Expand on that for us. Every time I'm asking a closed-end question, I'm going for a trial close. I'm trying to get them to say yes. When I'm getting information, I'm asking open-ended questions. Tell me why you want to move. I'm not asking for a yes or no. I want to know motivation. But when I ask them if they want to sell, would you be willing to sell in the next 30 days if we had an offer? That's a yes or no. So you're, you've got to understand you're bouncing back and forth between gathering info versus going for the close. And what I've learned is in most transactions, you may have to go through seven to ten no's before you get to the real yes. And I just don't ever let the first no shut me down. 
If they go, I'm not willing to sell right now, my next comeback question is this. Okay, I understand, Bob, you're not ready to sell now. When do you think you would be willing to sell? I know in our market, there are three reasons why people move. Number one, their family's growing. They're looking for a bigger home. Number two, their family has all moved away. They're looking for a smaller home. Or number three, they get transferred out of our area. Which one of these is going to affect you the soonest? Oh, I like that. (laughs) And they'll come back and they'll tell me. And then what I'll do, I have a follow-up email that I send people every time that is what I call my referral offer. And I tell them, Bob, if you ever need any help on your house, you need a painter, a plumber, a handyman. I deal with these people all day, every day. Look at me as a resource. I don't care if I'm selling your house today. I want to help you out with any of your housing needs. If you need to know a doctor or a lawyer, we're well connected. Please reach out to us. So I'm going to send you this email. And oh, by the way, would it be okay if I call you a couple of two or three times a year to keep you up to date with the value of your home so you know how your investment's doing? And I never had them tell me no. Now I have permission to follow up with them, and I can just keep them in my pipeline. Absolutely. Let me jump in here for a second, you guys. Um, you know, I can appreciate big time that every time we do one of these, we end up talking about sync all day long. Um, we have agents across the country that are going to be watching this that um, don't use sync. Uh, can't afford sync quite yet. They're maybe tier one, tier two agents. I wanted to kind of get in today some of the normal conversion scripts. I mean, I know mega agents love going down this team route of this. I wanted to throw one script in that I've been using a lot with the seller leads before I asked um, uh, Ken and Campbell this question. But when I'm calling those leads back right now, I say, hey, it's Mike Bjorkman at HomeSmart. How you doing today? I noticed somebody got a market evaluation. Let me ask you a question. I know my robot gave you that value and maybe you were just curious, but if you were serious about selling, would it be important to you get a more accurate number and people are being very receptive to that right now they're like robot yeah well we get that from tax records like campbell said but the reality is there's so many factors that really make sense i'm okay leaving you alone if it's just curiosity but i cannot let you think that that's the actual value of your home you know i want to give you a range within maybe three to five thousand not thirty to fifty thousand does that make sense and then they're usually really receptive to that so anyway so go on as I hear, as Mike, as I hear you say, does that make sense? One of the things I want you guys to remember is the, the power of your body language while you're on the phone. This is something that most people underestimate. So when I'm on the phone, if I'm if I'm making phone calls to sellers, to you know, to expired fizzles, whatever, I'm always number one standing up. Standing up is going to give me more energy. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to smile. The entire time I'm talking, I'm going to smile. You're doing the same thing, right? Always. Then as I'm talking about, Mike just hit him with, does that make sense? Whenever I say, does that make sense? I'm going to do this. I'm going to say, does that make sense? Even though I'm over the phone with them and they can't see me, I'm still going to nod my head up and down, which in person, face-to-face is an extremely powerful uh, neuro-linguistic programming technique. But it's also voice-to-voice. It's very important because it changes your intonation. It actually changes the way the sounds come out of your mouth. So they then they will hear that and they can actually – it's crazy, but they can actually hear you nodding your head up and down. Absolutely. So two, two things there. Number one, a good book you might want to read is The Law of Attraction. It talks about the languages that you put out. And every one of you that snow ski or ski board know this. You look where you want to go. It's the same way with your body language. You lean your body language where you want to go, and those people will receive it whether they see you or not. So yeah. here's a, a quick real practical point for everybody uh, that doesn't have a stand-up desk. If you get what's called a very desk, they've been advertising real heavily lately. 
That's a real cheap and easy way to get a stand-up desk. They stand up very quickly. They go down very quickly. It's inexpensive. You don't have to spend two grand on a motorized lift desk or anything like that. So uh, that would be a good – that and a mirror at your desk will transform your uh, your prospecting immediately. I love that. In fact, Tara um, – I know Tara's watching this as well. Tara, would you do me a favor? Could you post the link to that in the comments here so that people have the link to that very desk? I love it. And by the way, for you know, if you're like me and you actually like to eat dessert, you know, it's a good thing because you're standing all day instead of sitting every day. I'm just saying, not all of us are Jesse Zagorski with his kind of willpower and you know ability to stay in shape. I, I like food, and so you know, I like the fact that I'm burning a lot more calories. While, you know, standing are in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> you know, they actually have little treadmills that are designed to go under a stand-up desk too, so you can. Oh, don't tell her that. It's I'll be like a little hamster. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's excellent. So, hey, I want to go back to something we started out at the beginning because we didn't we didn't cover it. Ken talked about it, but I think it's one of the most important points that's been made the entire day. You hear people all the time come from a negative place and they're not even doing it on purpose. I have to make my phone calls. I have to follow my daily schedule. I have to call Fizbo's. I have to. If you're saying things like I have to, I need to, I want to, those are coming from a negative place. I love Ken's attitude. And we talked about this um, when we did buyer agent bootcamp, we were doing the same thing for, for buyer's agents is I start my day out before I get on the phone. It's not me going, Oh crud, I got to make some phone calls. I am putting myself in a state, you know, if you guys are any, any of you guys are Tony Robbins fans, I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan, talks about state, state, state. And whether that's listening to music, whether that's jumping up and down like an idiot in, in, in my office, which is what I do before I start making phone calls. I love that Ken said that he gets the opportunity. It's he's excited. He gets to talk to people and meet people for the next three hours. And if you go into lead generating as an opportunity to have a good time and meet people and talk to people and build Build relationships, that sounds a heck of a lot better than I need to make my phone calls. So I really love where Ken was coming from. And I promise you that 90% of agents are going from, I need to make my phone calls because my coach told me, because my broker told me, because my spouse told me, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> come with the attitude, this is an opportunity instead of a requirement. And I love that you, you, you started out that way, Ken. Well, you know what? You'll find that three hours isn't enough. You'll get to the end and you're like jacked up and you're like, God, I could keep going, uh, but I, you know, I have other things to do. But you, you'll get to that end of three hours very quickly, and uh, yeah, and you can keep going all day long if you just didn't have to sell real estate. You can just <laughs> talk to people all day long. So let me throw a couple other things out there. One of the things I want to answer Trong Dang's question. Trong, it's a great question. He's uh, asking, uh, how do you get their email or for expireds and canceled? Did you guys already cover that? I don't think we've talked about that yet. We have not. Okay, so let's talk about some of the different platforms that do that. There's several platforms out there, and I'm going to give them to you in rough price point order. Um, there's the Red X, there's uh, Espresso Agent, Land Voice, and Vulcan 7. Those are the four kind of most common ones. Um, the Red X is the cheapest. Uh, it gives you data. If you're on a budget, it's probably the, the, the easiest one to use in terms of price point. Um, but the data is not as great as some of the other ones. Um, but it gets you there. It will get you a good start. Uh, Espresso Agent is essentially owned by the same people that own Vulcan 7. And so it's kind of Vulcan 7 light, <laughs> right? 
And then, and so it's good, uh, and it's a lot less expensive than Vulcan Seven. Whereas Land Voice is kind of the middle of the road one. It's a good one. It's got good data. They get the same data source as Vulcan Seven. Customer service, quite not quite there like Vulcan Seven is. A um, little bit more uh, complicated to use, but it's a great platform with really good data. And then, of course, you've got the Cadillac, which is Vulcan Seven, uh, and Vulcan Seven is the highest price point of all these programs. And absolutely great customer service and, and very good data. Uh, so, Campbell, you're using Vulcan Seven. I am. I am getting ready to be using Vulcan Seven right now. We're on Land Voice. You're on Land Voice right now. Okay. What about Ken? What are you? You're using Vulcan, right? Uh, yeah, I use Vulcan Seven. Okay. All right. And I use Brian, Vulcan 7. I use Vulcan. Okay. Um, and the downside to Vulcan 7 is in some markets, they're sold out, so you may not be able to get it. But essentially what you do is you get all your expired and FISBO data from Vulcan 7 or from one of these other platforms, and you can literally download the emails for that, and you can upload those right into Commissions Inc. Or, or if you're using something else, maybe you're using um, you know, a top producer or some of these other ones. That, again, though, if you really want to get to where you can do drip text, you need a more robust platform. The drip, te- drip text is magic. So, okay, go ahead, Brian. What's next? What's next? Oh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't ready for you to ask me. That. <laughs> have to go over, have to go over there, the buyer can ready that drip. Uh, I would say, real quick, let's go to Ken first. Ken, time time is your most valuable asset. Um, so I use Vulcan Seven, but I've used Mojo. I've used so many different systems. It's it's crazy, but I think it's really important that. It, you know, for the, the 40 or 50 or $70 a month that it costs to get into one of these systems and to be able to show up at your desk, focus on your attitude, and then get to work calling rather than futzing around with uh, CSV files and uploading stuff and close, but not quite. Uh, you know, but, but messing around, doing all the uploads manually yourself, you shouldn't be doing that. There are systems that do all that uploading for you. And uh, these are automated uh, dialers, like with Vulcan 7. You just put on your headset, check your attitude, and go to work. So I think for the sake of your daily habit, spend the money to get into one of these systems and have them do all the uploading for you so you're focused on you know, professionally calling rather than doing back-end tech work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. And uh, Mike, it sounds like you were kind of thinking maybe we needed to transition to a little bit of talking about buyers. And I think that's great because not everybody is only working with sellers. So uh, I'm going to pass it over to you. And what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, thank you for doing that. So I have agents around me right now. That's why I'm, they're pushing me and pushing me. So we, I train agents all day, every day, but I want to hear from Ken and Campbell, our pros on today. When a buyer calls on a sign, I want to hear your best conversion scripts to set an appointment. Uh, and then after that, I'd like to switch to the, you know, the guy that calls up and says, oh, I'm thinking of selling my house. I'm talking to a few people. I want to get your information, that kind of thing. So uh, Campbell, can we start with you on a, if, if, a, if a sign? call comes in what is your famous script that you work with your team here's here's my thing i the first thing i put in my brain is this is the thought process that i have to remember i am a commodity until i prove i'm a value add and you've got to keep that in your brain every sign call every zillow lead every pay-per-click lead when it comes in you are a commodity your only purpose is to get them information on that house You've got to connect with them so that you can get belly to belly with them and you can start adding value where not only are they interested in real estate, they want you to be the one helping them. So when someone calls in on a sign call, whatever it is, and I'll do a sign call. Okay, so you call in on 123 Main Street. What questions can I answer for you about the property to start with? And I'll answer their questions. 
then I'm going to find out. Okay, when would you like to see the home? And most importantly, are there other homes that you would like to see? Because what I've been told is that most people, until they're under buyer's brokerage agreement, are dealing with five to seven real estate agents who they're asking questions of. And you've got to get them into your pipeline and not everybody else's. Absolutely. So is there a specific... Um is there a specific script that you might use? Like in our office, we'll say, you know, Mr. Smith, uh, I can appreciate you want to see one, two, three Cherry Street today at three. Let me ask you a question. Would you be interested in seeing any foreclosures or short sales that aren't on the market yet? Um, something that may not be on Zillow. Absolutely. Great line. Is there, is there any, is there any script you work with your team that's, uh, that really tries no, to pull them off? More than anything else. Our goal is to get with them as fast as we can face to face because I believe that first face-to-face is your tryout for the position of being a real estate agent. And I want to get off the phone and get with him as fast as I can. Let me give you an example. Like I talked about, Sunday night that lead came in. I set the appointment for Monday night. The only thing I did was make sure they were qualified financially, and they were because they told me they'd already been working with a lender. They sent me over the pre-approval letter, and we showed it the next night. Now we're looking at selling a house and helping them buy a house. But I realized I had that one opportunity to meet them face-to-face, and they told me when we were together they had seen a house the day before with somebody else. So I realized I'm fighting for their business. That's awesome. I want to book an appointment. So let me ask you this, Campbell, if you don't mind. So we ha- we actually had this conversation before the call started, and I have this conversation every day with my agents. I have a feeling, and and you know maybe some of them are watching and get mad at me for saying this, that they're not good enough on the phone to pre-qualify somebody. I heard you say that you asked them to send you over a pre-qualification letter. I can tell you the rule on our team is you meet them in person before you talk to them about financing. How do you feel about that? I yeah. did not say that I do that at all costs. They mentioned to me that they'd already been able And so once they said that, that's when right. we had that conversation. Right. You know, and that's, I'm really glad we're having this conversation because this is probably one of the biggest hurdles that people have with converting. Once they're on the phone with somebody, the biggest challenge that most people have is for years and years and years, they've subscribed to the old school belief. And in, in, in due respect, you know, a lot of this, and I, I love Mike Ferry. We'll just mention Mike's name. I mean, I love him to death. He was my first coach. Uh, I think he's helped a lot of people overcome call reluctance. He's helped a lot of people learn the skill of picking up the phone and objection handling and all kinds of great stuff. The one thing or one thing that I would say that I would do very differently than what he has, you know, kind of guided people or, or taught people for many, many years, he talks about pre-qualifying people for the appointment. You know, you don't go on a listing appointment unless you're pretty sure they're going to do business with you or they're an eight, nine or 10 on the motivation scale. And my philosophy is, and I think Campbell and Ken would share this. Look, if you have a pulse and you've got a house that is, is potentially going to get sold sometime in the near future, I'm coming over. I'm going to be Jerry freaking McGuire in your living room. I'm, I, I know I can sell better face to face than I'll ever sell voice to voice. So as soon as possible, I want to get face-to-face with you. Same thing with a buyer. The biggest mistake I see buyer's agents making is buyer's agents get an inbound lead call. And the first thing that they want to do is they want to get them on the phone to the lender to pre-qualify them. Look, like you said, Brian, get face-to-face with them. It's like crack, right? First one's free, then you got to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two out of three buyers work with the first agent they meet. And uh, I'm like you guys. It's like, what, what, what attracted you to this house? They'll, they'll tell you what the feature it is that they're mo- that's most important to them. Say, great, what time would you like to see it? Uh, if they set an appointment, and if we can get an appointment at that point, great. And uh, on the way out the door, though, I say, oh, by the way, 
you know, if I could save you two to $300 a month for the next 30 years, would it be worth 10 to 15 minutes of your time? Great. I'll have my lender call you. Or if they say no, I'll say, perfect. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow or today or whenever the appointment is. Let me give you an alternative to that script. I like your script a lot. Here's the way I say it. And there's, by the way, there's one right way to do this, you guys. There's lots of ways to do this. I literally will just say, hey, look, if they could show you, and this is after I've set the appointment, right? So I've already got the commitment on the appointment. Yeah, you don't allow it to become a condition of the appointment. That's correct. That's exactly right. So first I set the appointment, Monday or Tuesday at 5, 5 o'clock, fantastic. Hey, if they could show you how they could save you a couple hundred bucks a month on your mortgage payment, would you be interested in chatting with one of our lenders? Super low-key, and everybody says yes. And now I say, fantastic. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have John from you know Pacific Mortgage give you a call. Go ahead, Campbell. You give you one that I use, and no one ever says no to this, ever. You're not opposed to saving money on your loan, are you? <laughs> and when you ask them that, if they say yes, you need to realize you don't need to show them a house because you're dealing with a certified idiot. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Hey, by the way, before I forget, uh, Aaron uh, uh, Hendon's asking us the question where is Mojo in the hierarchy? Uh, Mojo is not real estate specific. It's a very highly used uh, dialer platform in pretty much every other sales industry. Um, But Ken, you've used Mojo and you've used these other ones. Talk to us about the difference and how you feel about it. Um, Well, there's different styles of calling. So Mojo uh, uses up to three dialers. Uh, It's very fast. You can cover a lot of ground in a very short period of time. It's very script driven. And, uh, And I... That's not my style. Uh, I have a stand-up desk with two 27-inch monitors. I use uh, uh, Vulcan 7. And while Vulcan's dialer is dialing, I'm actually pulling up uh, the the Zillow on the house and the uh, listing on the house so that when I get on the phone with anybody, when I'm connected with them, I have a lot of information. I'm actually automatically an expert on their house because I'm looking at – I know what they bought it for, what they – I mean – this is all happening real time that I'm pulling this stuff up. So I, I use a little bit slower style of calling than Mojo is inclined to, but it's very information driven. And when I connect with somebody, they know, I know what I'm talking about because I have all, they don't know I have all this information on them, but I do. So, um, well, go ahead. My partner uses, uh, uses Mojo and you know, uh, he kills it with it down in, uh, in California. So, I think it's all a matter of your style. I, I like a little bit slower pace, a little bit uh, tighter connection when I do get a hold of somebody. All right. So go ahead, Campbell. You had something. Down. I'm going to give you something that, that I look at on my dollar for how I use my dollar. I use my dollar for different situations. I use my single line dollar for all new leads that are coming in. I will not triple line dial them. When I'm using my triple line dollar, it's when I'm going back through and calling people who we contacted but lost contact with 90 days or longer ago or we've never connected with them. And I don't care if it hangs up on them because I have the hang up message. Uh, Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. I think I must have a bad connection. I'll call you right back. And I'm going to go through the speed of how fast can I go through with that to connect with somebody who I can talk to. So I love my single line dollar, like you talked about, for all the people I'm just getting into the pipeline. But when I'm trying to go back through and clean up my database, I want to get through it as fast as I can. That's why I use two different types of dollars for that. Yeah. Good point. 
Yeah, I like that message too. I think that's pretty funny. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> oh, bad connection. I'll get hey, your right cell phone's not working. You know, I gotta, I gotta point something out in this group. You, Ken and, and Campbell, you know, you guys are amazing. And what I like to point out to my agents is when you talk to somebody, be human. Just be yourself. Smile and just don't be that robot scripts and role play guy. It's just so yeah. annoying. And I think, I think with you two, I mean, obviously you guys are, you have dialers and you're subscribing to systems you're you're way more committed than many many agents and i you know i applaud you guys first of all for doing that you obviously want to make a difference in the industry but honestly you guys are just down to earth you're just saying what you feel you're talking to them like you'd meet them at a grocery store and i can't express to these agents across the country watching this how important that is because i listen to agents all day every day on the phone and when you sound like that robot and you're trying to read the script off the thing just you know so when you guys speak it just makes me comfortable like yeah i'd totally buy from those guys uh, i would i would at least set an appointment you know and when you say hey would you would you mind saving a couple hundred bucks on your loan per month you know my lender has programs and you know maybe other other lenders don't i, th I think that'd be a great idea for you to have two you know possibly two uh, backup plans and, and you guys are just it's just rolling off your tongue I, I just feel really comfortable and i think i think agents across the country need to realize that how this is going it's 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 practice but at the same time you're just like you know when you have a lot of confidence and you're just you know doing your job it just comes across real smooth so I applaud both of you for that. I got some. Uh, I, I got some that uh, actually my daughter is 25. I uh, got out of college and went to work for a company, a headhunting company. And you know what? They call for eight to 10 hours a day. I mean, they make thousands of calls. But one of the things she actually taught me is like, hurry, 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 hurry. And when you get on the phone with somebody, slow down. Uh, so you're calling, 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 calling. Get You make a connection with somebody. Slow down. Make sure you make your notes. Make sure you, you make that connection with them. Get the appointment. Don't rush through that 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 critical point. Then when you when you make your appointment, get it recorded. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Get on to the next one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And since you brought that up, I know Brian and I and Michael both are very into NLP and especially personality styles mirroring and matching. Uh, I guess that question would to both of you guys how how focused are you on mirroring and matching and matching tonality and um speed of language whatnot it's like dialogues it, it, you know you practice it to the point where it becomes who you are and you do it naturally if you're thinking about it you're having a conversation with yourself and you're not hearing them and i, I really i know i've stressed this a couple of times already but you've your scripts and dialogues, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, whatever it is you're using, you need to practice it enough to make it part of who you are because it's so important to hear what the prospect is saying. It's all about them. It's not about you. And if you're listening to yourself talking about scripts, you're making it about you. And if you know your scripts well enough that you can hear what they're saying to you, it's about them. And you can't fake that, and they know it. And they'll respond positively to you. Go I ahead. like that. Campbell? Here's one thing that, that I'll tell you about connecting with people over the phone. The first thing you've got to look at is pace. Are they fast-paced or slow-paced? And you need to always start out slow and then speed up if they're fast. If someone is slow-paced and you're super fast like I am, you blow them right off the phone. So you start out slower and deliberate. And when you find out they're faster-paced, pick your pace up. 
Then you got to look at the other two. Are they people oriented or fact oriented? And that kind of tells you how you're dealing with. It. They talk about how the house feels. Or are they talking about the the specific technical qualities of the house? And once you learn how to do that, like talking about read people, it's very easy to start to connect with them and speak their language from a speed standpoint and from a fact or a people oriented standpoint. And I hate scripts. I'm gonna be honest. I use a script as a guideline. Yeah. Right. But if you everybody knows it and I'm going to tell you what I do on the phone to salespeople every time somebody calls me my wife's laughing I tell them quit scripting me talk to me if you'll talk to me I'm your vibe. but if you read your script again I'm hanging up I said I'm telling you I love salespeople because I am one but talk to me don't read your script well, <laughs> internalizing your script to the point where it's part of you absolutely all right, so here's the thing. We are running out of time, and there's a couple of things I want to get to in the last six minutes that we've got here. Number one, and, and I just want to hit what are the two top script or the two top objections that you guys are giving on your list on your uh, listing appointment setting, and uh, how do you solve those objections? How do you resolve those? Uh, I have a friend in a business. All right, what are you doing with that? And I hear that a lot. So. Yeah, I don't know if you're feeling like a smart ass. You can say, well, good. You have a friend in the business. If you didn't have a friend in the business, you wouldn't have any friends. Actually, on a more serious note, I'd say, well, good for you. You have a friend in the business. So that tells me it's really important to you to feel confident uh, in who you choose. So I assume like most savvy sellers, you're going to interview more than one agent for the job of selling your home, right? And, and of course. So that, that, that'll get the, you, that'll get you by that one most most of the time. You might have to say it more than once. All right, Campbell, what do you got? I've got one that I use when they talk about family or friends. I go, fantastic. So you've got a family member that's in real estate. Let me ask you a question. Do you really want your brother or your sister knowing all of your financial details? And do you really want to have to have the tough conversation with them that may ruin the next Thanksgiving dinner? Understand, I'm not going to be mad when you yell at me over the phone. Awesome. So, all right, how about this? I'll, I'd like to throw in my, actually, Bjorkman, you got one for that or do you want me to throw mine in? Well, yeah, I got a couple for that. It depends on if they're an amiable or not. Um, I'll just say, you know, Mrs. Smith, I can appreciate the fact you want to do business with your cousin. Let me ask you a question. Has there ever been a time where you've done business with a friend or family member in the past and you fast forward to today? Is that relationship the yeah. same? Or if it's a driver or maybe somebody that's a little more fact oriented, like Campbell said, I'll say, you know, I can appreciate that. If I could show you how I can net you three to 5% more than working with your cousin, would you agree to sit down with me for just 15, 20 minutes? You know, Mr. Smith, if nothing else, you have an amazing education and you know, you're making the right choice with your cousin. Would two or three be better? You know, I think people fail to realize that more often than not, the objection of I have a friend or a family member in the business is usually just a way to blow you off. It's, it's usually not that they're so tied to this person that they plan on working with. Man, I've listed so many people's homes that have had their brother, their sister, their mother, their father, their cousin, whatever, they're in the business. Uh, that, you know, they, that's not really what they want. In fact, I've actually listed real estate agents' homes before. So we've had commercial real estate agents where they'll say, you know, well, I'm, I'm an agent myself, so I'm just going to go ahead and list it myself. And I'll say, well, let me ask you this. If I could show you how I can get more for, you, for your home and put more money in your pocket than you can put in your pocket yourself would you be interested in chatting with me well yeah okay show me how you can do that perfect what would be better for you monday or tuesday at five i close for the appointment then i go on the appointment and you'd be surprised sometimes they want to work with you um 
All right. So good stuff. Other objections. What's another objection that you guys see on a regular basis that uh, you need to overcome to get the appointment? I'm calling to see how much you charge for commission. One of the Oh, nice. <laughs> Who's got that one? Who's got the commission objection handler? Do you care what I charge or do you care what you get as a bottom line? Bam, that's my favorite right there. I always ask yeah, him, I always say, so, so let me ask you this, Mr. Bjorkman. What's more important to you? How much, how much I get paid at the end of this transaction or how much you get paid at the end of this transaction? Mine is, uh, so what I hear you saying, Mike, is it's really important that you get absolutely the most money you can get in your pocket. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, if I can get the most and you come down a little bit, then I can get the most everywhere around. I mean, it just makes sense. I have so many friends in the business and all that, and they're all just charging 1%. So I thought maybe, you know, you have a good reputation. I'd call you and see, you know, how much you did charge. Great. With two o'clock today, well, me- two o'clock tomorrow, we're better for you. Well, just tell me how much you charge. Well, that's what we can discuss when we get together tomorrow. Would two o'clock today or four o'clock tomorrow work best for you? Uh, come on, Ken. Just tell me. Yeah, that's really great. You know what? I really, I, and you just keep repeating it. Uh, I keep repeating this sometimes, but you know, I hear that you really want the most money. We need to take a look at your house to see what we're going to need to do to get top dollar. And isn't that what you really want? Yeah, All right, no, hang absolutely. On. We got Campbell here. Hit it, Campbell. One minute. <laughs> what you're asking bob and you're really concerned about your bottom line and i understand you really want to get a discount but let let me tell you something the agent that's going to give you a discount on their income they're going to give your money away also because if i can't negotiate on my commissions how can i negotiate to get you top dollar now do you want someone who's a negotiator do you want someone who's an order taker there you go there you go so one of the things they press and press and press, and it doesn't happen very often. It's very rare that anybody's going to press as hard and as long as Mike did on this commission thing over the phone. <laughs> but if they do, I mean, let's just say that they do. If, if they do, then I'll say, well, you know, Mike, that really comes down to what type of marketing you want to do. We have several different plans that range anywhere from, you know, if you want to do a 1% plan, we have a 1% plan available. Or if you want to do, you know, the full meal deal marketing and you want to actually net more money, then we have other plans available that will actually put more money in your pocket. So all of that is stuff that we'll go over on the listing appointment. Right now, I don't even know if I'm interested in offering you our guaranteed sale program, whereby if I don't sell your home in 30 days or less, then I'll guarantee that I'll buy it or I'll sell it for free. So what I need to do is I need to come and take a look at your home to decide if it's something I'm comfortable even offering a guaranteed sale on. Oh, I hope all you agents watch us again, rewind the last one minute of which he said, because that is the scripts and dialogues that will save you every single time. It'll make the difference in your career like you would not believe. Those two scripts are what I use exactly, and that's how you're going to nail it, period. So one more time. (laughs) <laughs> you guys, if you're not signed up for Listing Agent Bootcamp, you are crazy. You're going to be around these people. You're going to learn these scripts and dialogues, and you're going to you're just going to absolutely absorb everything it takes to be like these top notch guys. You guys are awesome. Hey, thank you for that. You guys did a great. Seriously, you are killing it, you guys. I'm glad Mike mentioned that because you really are. And here's the thing: you guys don't realize this, but it's easier than you think. And really, it just comes down to practice and hanging out with people that do this all the time. One of the things that we're going to be doing at Listing Agent Bootcamp is we're going to have the celebrity uh, listing objection death match. And, and, and somebody, somebody might actually die. We don't know yet. But can I Skype in from Phoenix, please? Please. <laughs> 
Dude, it's going to be awesome. When you see what we've got lined up for you at Lifting Edge Boot Camp, it's going to blow you guys away. So, and by the way, right now we're running a little contest. They don't even know about it yet, but we're running a contest with a bunch of our, our coaches and, and some of the folks that we know are really good at objection handling and club wealth to see who's even going to be one of the five people. So we want to hear your nominations for who do you think are, are the five people that we ought to allow to be on that stage as part of the celebrity death match, uh, listing objection handling death match. Uh, and so what's going to happen is we're going to give them the questions ahead of time. And we're going to go through those and we're going to have a little contest to see which objection handlers are better. And then everybody that attends the events, the event, the listening agent bootcamp is going to get a list of here's all the objections. And here are all the objection handlers that everybody gave so that you guys can pick the scripts and dialogues that you like best. And you can memorize those and implement them in your business. So pretty exciting stuff. All right. I think we're out of time. We are. We're at 102. Does anybody have anything? I'm going to give everybody a chance to get their last couple of words in. We'll go around the room. So uh, we're going to start with Mr. Bjorkman. Last final thoughts. Did he, did he take his headset off? <laughs> okay. So there you go, Bjorkman. I just sold you out. Brian Curtis. Uh, uh, sorry, my internet cut out for a second. I missed that. That's all right. So Brian Curtis, your, your final thoughts. So my final thoughts is just do it. And I know that sounds crazy, but I can, I don't know how many hours that Ken and Campbell have spent on the phone, but I keep hearing that thing over and over again. It takes 10,000 hours to get mastery. And the only way to start to head hours is do the first one. You're going to mess it up. It's no big deal because honestly, if, if you're Campbell, if you're Ken, you're going to kill it. But if you're just on the phone doing the next right thing, that is still puts you in the top 5% of agents in the country. Get on the phone, make the phone calls, learn from your mistakes, and you'll get better and better. Love it. All right. Bjorkman. Did he, did he off his mic again? Yeah, his internet's having troubles. All right. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I, I can hear you spattering in and out. I'm sorry. That's okay. Mike, give us your final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts are you guys are amazing. Um, I would consider, hopefully you can hear me, I'd consider role-playing all day, every day on the conversion with buyer and seller leads. If you guys reach out to me, I'll have one of the staff. Uh, I've recorded a bunch of scripts and dialogues on YouTube. I could put some links together, a link to the YouTube channel. Um, there's about 10 scripts that I use that uh, get me an appointment every single time, and I'd be more than happy to share any of those with all you guys. And, um, you know, Campbell and Ken, thank you for joining us today. It really means a lot to me, all of our agents, and all the agents across the country in Club Wealth. Appreciate it. Love it. Thank you for that. Ken Kratz. Um Role play until you role play until you internalize it becomes part of who you are. Uh, make it a habit. Do it the same time every day until you can't not do it. And number three, attitude. Remember, everybody you talk to is hoping you're the one that will get them to where they want to go, and they're rooting for you. Your prospects are actually internally rooting for you. They're hoping you overcome the objections and become the agent that gets them to the next place. Yeah, that's good stuff, Campbell. Okay, gang, I, I'll tell you, I am really good on the phone now. But the only reason I'm really good is because I was really bad for a really long time, but I refuse okay. to give up. So don't ever, ever give up. Now, talking about the internal dialogue, I walk 
every morning for 30 minutes to start my day. I spend that time going through in my head phone calls and overcoming objections and putting positive affirmations in my head, listening to praise getting my motor going before I get on the phone. And remember, you're going to be bad before you get good. Go Falcons. Oh, my gosh. No, you didn't. No, he did not. Oh, yes, I did. Listen, so, all right. So, my party thought for the day is I cannot wait to take this thing off. I'm so, I'm free. Oh, I love it. No more Falcons. All right. So, here's the thing. Parting thought for the day is, folks, you have got to get to listening to boot camp. You need to rub shoulders with these guys. And by the way, we're not just going to be talking about how to proactively go out and prospect for business. That's actually a small part of what we're going to be doing at listening to boot camp. The, uh, the majority of things that we're going to be talking about are how to get listings in other ways. We're going to be talking about tons of different lead sources. We're going to be talking about exactly what to do on the listing appointment and, uh, how to, how to convert the appointment to an actual listing. We're even going to be talking about listing marketing. There's a ton of stuff you're going to get out of that. And if nothing else, if all you get out of being at that listing agent boot camping is the networking and the masterminding that you get by rubbing shoulders with other agents across the country, it is absolutely worth every bit of your time, effort, energy, and dollars to get there. Now, I will tell you this. We are almost out of tickets. We sold out twice and we kept going back to the hotel to get more rooms. Now we have all the rooms in this one little like stretch. There's no possible way for us to expand anymore. And we're down to like 12 or 13 tickets. So if you're going to sign up for listing agent bootcamp, get it done right now or you will miss out. Campbell, go ahead. You want that gang. Remember this, the five people who you hang around the most, you're going to earn an average of their income. That's why I'm here yeah. with this man today, yeah. because I understand the value of association. You've got to get around people who are further down the road than you are to pull you on. The reason I'm where I'm at is because I've had a coach for almost 30 years. Yep. That's good. Appreciate that. I agree with you. Yeah. Go ahead, Amy. Okay. Sounds good. So guys, everybody, I appreciate you being on Club Health TV today. And uh, here's what we need you to do next time. Remember, if you want to comment, there's two places where you can comment that we can see your comments and we can reply to them. Um, first and foremost is on our Club Wealth uh, Facebook group, our mastermind group, and then also on the Club Wealth page. We're trying to do the best we can to respond to your comments on those. We don't get to all of them. Uh, but do us a favor also, if you like what you see here, share it out, uh, share it with everybody else, tag us in it. Also, uh, hashtag Club Wealth TV. And if you would also do me one last favor, this is very important. Let us know what you want us to do in terms of guests, who you want us to have on, and what topics you want us to cover on Club Wealth TV. And we will bring you your topics that you want to hear and the guests that you want to see so go crazy with it who do you want on we'll figure it out we'll find a way to get them on club health tv you guys are awesome thank you for spending this time with us as always we like to end it by saying remember and you need to know this you truly really are world class 